I'd like to start by thanking David for this invite to give the Friday night devotional from Vision Church. I want to share some reflections that I have gleaned from the, the book of Numbers. But before we read the, the passage, let's open in prayer. Father, we just come before you and we just ask you just to, to bless and encourage and edify us through hearing your word. In Jesus' name, Amen. I want to look at the book of Numbers, chapter 21, verses 4 to 9. Numbers 21, verses 4 to 9. And they journeyed from Mount Hor by the way of the Red Sea to compass the land of Edom. And the soul of the people was much discouraged because of the way. And the people spake against God and against Moses. Wherefore have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no bread, neither is there any water, and our soul loathes this light bread. And the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people, and they bit the people, and much people of Israel died. Therefore the people came to Moses and said, We have sinned. We have spoken against the Lord and against thee. Pray unto the Lord that he take away the serpents from us. And Moses prayed for the people. And the Lord said unto Moses, Make thee a fiery serpent and set it upon a pole. And it shall come to pass that everyone that is bitten, when he looketh upon it, shall live. And Moses made the serpent of brass, and he put it upon a pole, and it came to pass that if a serpent had bitten any man, when he beheld the serpent of brass, he lived. Moses wrote this book of Numbers, and it's thought to have been written between 1450 to 1410 BC. He wrote this at a time when the second generation of the Israelites were coming to the end of their arduous journey, wandering in the desert after the exodus and heading towards the promised land. Just for some background in verses 1 and 3, we read that the Israelites had experienced a great victory over the Canaanites, having made a vow to the Lord. But yet, here in verse 4, they are becoming discouraged and weary. Edom has blocked passage through, the, through its land. Now they're having to backtrack into the wilderness again. But their victorious battle high quickly passes and they're soon complaining again, having left Egypt. There is no doubt that this was a difficult and frustrating journey for them. So discouragement might be expected, but complaining is another matter. Now, who of us has never complained about anything. We're all guilty from it, of it, 
and from time to time, but complaining is a form of ingratitude and indignation, and it's an attitude that God despises. So there are three C's I want to consider as we look at these verses. Tonight we're going to look at the complaining, the confession, and the cure. And here we'll look at complaining. They were bitten because they complained. Let's read verse 5. And the people speak against God and against Moses. Wherefore have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no bread, neither is there any water, and our soul loatheth this light bread. Notice three aspects of their complaining. They complained by attacking God and Moses personally. And they complained about wandering away from Egypt to die in the wilderness. And they complained about the provision of manna, which they considered worthless, and the need of water. It's interesting Interesting in the book of Psalms 70, chapter 78, verse 40, it says, How often did they provoke him in the wilderness and grieve him in the desert? This wasn't the first time of their murmuring and complaining. In fact, it was the eighth and probably last time. This time, God had enough. God was and is patient. Loving, long-suffering, but he will not be mocked. So, what does this mean for the Christian today? The more we complain, the more depressed, angry and bitter we become. All of us, at some point in our life, suffer disappointment and hurt. We suffer job losses, broken relationships, unruly children sickness, bereavement, and disabilities, and a host of all other things, from stress and worry. If, if we don't deal with that stress and worry, the right way, we bring these, we, by bringing these things to the Lord in prayer and trust in Him, then stress and worry can lead to bitter complaining. Bitter complaining creates, creates a wall a barrier between us and the Lord. We read in verse 6, And the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people, and they bit the people, and much people of Israel died. Have you ever been bitten by a snake? I was in South Africa visiting my sister Rhoda for my 40th birthday. As part of the the visit, I was to climb a mountain called Blue Punt in the town of Montagu. I was warned to look out for snakes, especially the puff adder, the cape cobra and the ring cows. But I was lucky not to meet any on the trail. Maybe some of my friends here in Vision Church that have encountered snakes, maybe snakes on the West Way Trail. Well, maybe I'm kidding, but maybe a slow worm has crossed your path. 
So God's anger was stirred, stirred against them because of their ingratitude and complaining. And he sent deadly serpents into the camp. The venom felt hot and fiery as it travelled through their body and many died. There are consequences and there for their complaining and those consequences were deadly. So, so what did they do about it? They confessed. They came to Moses admitting that they had sinned and confessed that they had spoken against him and God. And this brings us to our second point, confession. They confessed because they sinned by complaining in verse 7. Therefore the people came to Moses and said, We have sinned, for we have spoken against the Lord, and against thee pray unto the Lord that he take away the serpents from us. And Moses prayed for the people. A great verse in 1 John chapter 1 verse 9 says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You might be thinking, well, I've confessed my sin the moment that I first believed. And that's quite right. That is a positional forgiveness with the Lord. Our salvation is assured, but there is a need for ongoing relational forgiveness. If we want to remain in close fellowship with the Lord, we need to be humble, recognize our daily sins and confess them, and confess them to the Lord so that our relationship with God is unbroken. Look at the second part of this verse. And it says here, And Moses prayed for the people. The people asked Moses to intercede in prayer to the Lord, that he would take away the serpents. The people called Moses to intercede for them. And today we can call on Jesus directly to meditate for us. As in 1 Timothy chapter 2 verse 5 says, For there is one God, one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. We also have the Holy Spirit who participates in our prayers. He is the one who convicts us, encourages us, and helps us to pray. And there are times when we are so discouraged or disappointed that we don't know how to pray about a situation or what words to use. But don't be like the Israelites in the desert complaining. Instead, go into that quiet place and ask the Holy Spirit to intercede for you. And we are promised his help in Romans chapter 8 verses 26 to 27. Likewise the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we pray for as we ought, 
but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is in the mind of the Spirit, because he makes he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Confession leads to restoration. And lastly, we're going to look at the cure. They were given the cure for their confession in verses 8 and 9. And the Lord said unto Moses, Make thee a fiery serpent, and set it upon a pole. And it shall come to pass that everyone that is bitten, when he looketh upon it, shall live. And Moses made a serpent of brass, and put it on a pole. And it came to pass that if a serpent had bitten any man, then he beheld the serpent of brass, and he lived. The Israelites were healed of a slow and painful death caused by the snake bite by looking to the snake on the pole. However, it wasn't the snake that healed them, but it was their obedience to God and the belief that he would heal and restore them. In John chapter 3 verses 14 and 15, Jesus says to Nicodemus, And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so the Son of Man be lifted up. And whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. The Israelites look to the serpent set on a pole, but we look to the cross. The death of Christ was payment for sin, the cure. That's why the final three words in, in John 19 verse 30 says, It is finished. The debt has been paid. And we as Christians have been saved from the sickness of sin through our belief in Jesus. And, 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 and who he claims to be. We live in a life of obedience because of our humble gratitude for the price that was paid to redeem us. You have a chance today either to live in bitterness that brings a broken relationship with God or you can confess your sin and walk close, close in the relationship with God. So the next time you find yourself complaining about life's hardships, think of these things. Remember what the Lord has done. For what he has done for you and turn your complaining your complaining into rejoicing. I'm paraphrasing a little bit here, but I want us to finish and consider these words of Isaiah in chapter chapter sixty one verse three and to say to the Lord Thank you, thank you that you make beauty from ashes, that you give me the oil of joy for mourning and the garment of praise 
instead of the spirit of heaviness. I hope you will take I will hope you will take some time to ponder the chapter and even the book of Numbers. It has so many benefits for us to learn through of the wanderings of the Israelites. Thank you.